To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Welcome to Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, episode 108. For March 22nd, 2015. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. It's been a while. Joyce was a little bit under the weather. I think I still am. Not as bad as I was last week. Technically, aren't we all under the weather? I mean, we're not above the weather, are we? Well, maybe the astronauts in the space station are, but we're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling a little goofy. You know why? Why? Episode 108, or 108. Sound familiar? 108? 108? It does to me. I feel a little lost with that number. I'll let you guys figure that out. (laughs) But yeah, actually, I am feeling a little weird today. Why's that? Well, we went to the farmer's market this morning and, uh, well, we, we, Joyce found this, um, now we, we've been drinking a lot of tea lately and, and I drink a lot of throat tea and we use honey and um, we, we try to get, like, the most natural honey that we can find, which is currently, what, Nature Nates or something like that? Yep. But Joyce found this this place at a farmer market out by where she works that has real... Arizona na- honey. Yeah, real Arizona natural honey from Arizona bees. And um, they were going to... They're at uh, our farmer's market out here where we live this morning. So we went out there and we bought, uh, we bought a thing of um, the... It was mesquite honey. Yeah, yeah, mesquite honey. And the guy said that the bee farm that that honey comes from is only 15 miles away from where we live. So that would be the best for our allergy situation. So we bought that and um, bought some royal jelly. Which is made from honey. Yeah, which, no, it's I not didn't. made from honey. It's made from bees. They're, 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 they secrete a gland or something like that in their head to create this jelly. I'd like to say it's made from honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't taste like honey. It it oh, does no, it not doesn't taste at all. like honey. Mm-mm. It's supposed to have like tons and tons of beneficial, you know, health benefits to it. Um it's 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 supposed to be like super healthy, but it it doesn't taste all that great. It almost has a savory taste to it. Yeah, I don't know. I was just really caught off guard now the guy that <laughs> um the guy that runs the the booth at the farmer's market his dad owns the the bee farm yeah and he's very knowledgeable mm-hmm. but um he told al you know just start out with like a really tiny bit yeah like then, like an, a 16th of a teaspoon yeah and then work yourself you know work your way up to like a quarter of a teaspoon a day or something yeah. like that but um I don't think I'll be having any more of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's an acquired taste. And then I made the mistake of researching it on 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 the internet, <laughs> uh, what what it, royal jelly really is, and w- what it is. Okay, all right. In the beehive world, when a queen bee is either super weak and getting ready to die, or a queen has died, the worker bees they all get together. 
and they secrete this what's called royal jelly, and they put um, you know they select a few uh, one or two bee larvae and they they put them in this royal jelly, and then the nutrients and stuff that are in this royal jelly develop this larva into a queen. Which you know it makes the bee bigger, stronger, lives. I think they say forty times longer than a normal bee, because they li- they live actually. F- I think the queens live like four to five years, as opposed to what a worker bee lives, and um, it's supposed to be like super nutrient and just really great. Uh, it, it just just doesn't sound so good. <laughs> Yeah. And it doesn't really taste all that great, but it's supposed to be real healthy. So we'll see. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, take it and 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 go from there. But the honey is really good. The honey is very good. Yeah. What and, else do we get? You know, well, oh, go just ahead. a little bit more about the royal jelly. I guess you have to to look at it this way too, because you know, and I know I'm going to sound like I don't know, but just bear with me for a second. Okay. But. You know, we pump all these chemicals into our body. Yeah. And I'm not like a health nut or anything like that. But, you know, we pump all this bad stuff, all yeah. of our genetically processed foods and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit of a, a germaphobe. <laughs> so, you know, just thinking about like who handles my food and all the stuff that's put into it and things like that. It's like I would rather... Go all natural. Go all natural. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just the, the older I get, the more the more creeped out I get about certain things, and you know, not not to get too deep into my you know medical history or anything, but you know, I've got some medical issues. I've got uh, hypertension and you know high cholesterol, and and then I've got lots of you know advanced arthritis from you know everything I've done throughout my life. And I'm on medication that I just don't want to be on anymore. And from you know what I understand, this route is is a good route. So yep. Um, oh, and we also we also got um, peppermint and spearmint oil. Yep. Fresh oil right from right from the plants. You know they they process it from the plants. And it's funny because we were talking to the guy, and he said that the company you know it's his father's company, or grandfather's company, and it's a uh, is it. Grandfather or great grandfather? I can't remember. I don't remember. But it's a it's a hundred year old company, and they used to supply the spearmint and the peppermint to the Wrigley's Chewing Gum Company before they, you know, went to chemically produced flavors. Yeah. So it's down in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. And I actually um, saw him at the farmers market that Al mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. That you were that, right, where you were. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was really busy, and I didn't stop and talk to him. But then I knew he was going to yeah. be out in Anthem. So yeah, very interesting guy. And it was kind of funny because you know, he he had us put a little bit of the spearmint. Was it spearmint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the peppermint on our on the back of our necks, and almost immediately we felt it. We felt cooling our, ourselves cooling down. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's just a natural thing, yeah. yeah? Uh, I just lost my earphones. Yikes. <laughs> Put your earphones back on. Don't lose them. They'll get away. <laughs> They'll try to go work for somebody else. I don't know. I know. Yeah, but anyway, um, it's good stuff. But uh, speaking of <laughs> cooling us down, it's because the weather's getting freaking hot. It is. That's been weird. Now, I know you guys are probably getting tired of us saying that. The weather's been weird here. But it has. Two weeks ago, 
it was in the 90s. Last week, in the 70s. In fact, we had a day that was in the 60s. Yep. And now we're heading back up to the 90s. I know. I think we're going to have a bad summer. Yep. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, I got a I got a real fun surprise in the mail the other day. You did. Yeah, my our, our good friend Rick Moyer sent me a neat little care package. Um, it had uh, a couple of bumper stickers from the radio station he works at. Um, there's a nice little card in there that he made, and a book that a good friend of his wrote called Acid. And this book sounds pretty good. It's a like a post-apocalyptic type book. And then he also sent me uh, like a collector's edition um, Star Trek Mirror Universe Saga uh, comic book thing. It's pretty cool. And he sent me a, you know, a bag of Easter candy that I've already pretty much gone through. <laughs> yes. He didn't share with me. No, heck no. My name was on that package, not yours. I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. He did offer me some, but I didn't want them. Yeah, she didn't want it. I liked it. It was pretty good. Kate wanted it, too. I know. Too bad, Kate. <laughs> oh, speaking of little Katie, so since we were talking about the, the farmer's, farmer's market, market. Mm. Um, I found this lady that makes handmade soap for doggies. So, oh, yeah. So I bought some. But yeah. not, not, a, not today, um, last week. Yes. Yeah, at that farmer's market. Yeah, so uh, cover Kate's ears so she can't hear. Joyce is going to give Kate a bath today and try out the new soap. Hey, Kate, get back in here. Kate, get over here. Kate took off. She took the headphones and ran. I know. <laughs> so. Well, anything else? Nope. Ready Since to get I've on with the show? I've been suffering with allergies, I haven't yeah. had much energy to do Yeah. anything Ending. other than go to work. I know. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, as promised, on this show, we're going to share some of our favorite freestyling discussions from the show. Yep. Now, we've gone through all of our past freestyling episodes and pulled out our favorite questions just for you. In fact, if you really wanted, you could even use this episode as a Disneyland Resort travel guide of sorts. <laughs> we hope you enjoy. Let us know. So the first one is, what is your favorite hotel? Hmm. So what is your, are you, okay, you want to ask me and then we'll just, do you want to do it like that? Yeah, so I'm okay. asking you. My favorite hotel is the Grand Californian and oh. it's got to be obvious why. I mean, it's just, it's a very, very comfortable hotel and it was the first one we ever went to. I, I just, you know, I know it's a little bit more expensive and we don't always stay there because, you know, it is expensive, but it's, it's grand. I know that sounded cheesy, huh? <laughs> but it, I mean, it is grand. It's it's a beautiful hotel. The, the rooms are beautiful. The, the the whole property is beautiful. Plus, it's right there. It gives you immediate access to uh, California Adventure, which I like. Mm, it's just I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's very comfortable, very homey. I love the little fireplace area. Uh, they actually have two fireplace areas, I believe. Mm -hmm. They have one. It's kind of right off the main lobby, you know, the, the check-in area, and then there's a big uh, open area where in the holidays they have the, the Christmas tree. But back in a little, you know, they have uh, like a little separate room there with a bunch of very comfy chairs. They have this humongous fireplace, very big stone fireplace. And it's, it's nice and, you know, it's dark. It's not too harshly lit. And it's very comfortable. You can just sit in there at the end of a long day and just... 
speed. Unwind. Yeah, mm-hmm. unwind. And then uh, the big room that I was talking about, you know, they have a lot of seating in there. They have a piano in there, and they often have a, a piano player, not as good as Ragtime Robert, but they have, they often have a piano player out there, you know, playing some things. And then off, you know, behind that, they have like the lounge area, the bar lounge, which is just amazing. It's the bar itself is huge you know it's ceiling to floor practically and the seating there is really comfortable too we've we've spent many evenings there after a long day at the park and you know you can get uh, like small appetizers and you know beverages of the adult persuasion type thing <laughs> uh, and just relax I that's my favorite uh, hotel what about you that's my favorite as well um, for many different reasons I think the main reason is that was the first Disneyland Resort that, you know, Disneyland Resort Hotel yeah. that we visited. Um, and, you know, that's where the memory started. Mm-hmm. And then they just really, really know how to spread the Disney magic. Not that the other Disney Resorts hotels don't, but um, I still remember when they knew that we were celebrating our wedding anniversary <laughs> and they decorated our room. They put like rose petals all over the floor and then. Um, you know, just a lot of just little things to, you know, to let us know that it almost made me feel like we were the only guest within the hotel. Um, so the, you know, I like it for that reason. Um, even though it doesn't have like the Mickey theme and that sort of thing, you still feel that Disney magic. Um, there's a lot of hidden Mickeys throughout mm-hmm. the resort. There's Tinkerbell at the front desk. Um, but then I like that the monorail runs through the hotel or runs beside the hotel. <laughs> it runs right through. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say that, it used to, the yeah. monorail used to go through the Disneyland Hotel way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's just the signature, even though a lot of people may disagree with me and think it's the Disneyland Hotel, but I really think the Grand Californian is the signature Disney hotel now. Well, you know, one of, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it it also kind of reminds me of Walt Disney because it, it sort of looks like a resort that from from Walt Disney's time period. You know what I mean? Like the ski lodge time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it is. All right. How about your favorite attraction? Well, I think that anyone that's listened to the show for <laughs> an extended period of time or maybe even not an extended period of time has probably already said Space Mountain. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> but that's my favorite. Oh my gosh, why? It's been my favorite since at Disneyland, Disney World. And I don't know if you remember, but in 2007, on your first visit, that was the very first <laughs> ride that I said let's go ride that yeah and that was <laughs> i remember and even then you didn't like it <laughs> well no i mean i was fine i wanted to ride it the first time with you but it was that, that was the first time and last time i ever really wanted to ride it i know i love that ride and you know one thing that i have never experienced is riding it with the lights on you see all these people that say you know that that the ride broke down and that they turn the lights on the many, many, many times that I have been on that attraction, I've never seen what it looked like, um, you know, personally, <laughs> what it looked like with the lights on. I don't know that I would really want to, because I think maybe if I saw it, I'd probably never ride it again. <laughs> yeah. So, 
How about well, you? Why? Why? For, for, why? Why is that your favorite ride? Um. Well, I love roller coasters. Um, just the thrill of it. Um, <laughs> you sure it's not just because I don't like it? No. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I just like it. It's like it's you just, like it because it's in the dark and it's like something ominous, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, and you know, but I I don't like it as much when they have the. The holiday overlay, the Halloween overlay. Really? Why? Yeah. Um. Well, from my personal experience, there's a lot of glitches with the the Halloween overlay, hmm. um, and in the way that they have the the lights flashing and things like that, <laughs> you can see too much. Oh. I so see. I like it that that it's just even though I've ridden it so many times, you still have. You know, like the the surprises, like the surprise loop. I mean, not loops. The surprise drops and the surprise curves and yeah. that sort of thing. As many times as I've ridden that, it still oh. surprises me and still gives me that thrill. Well, that's interesting. But it's one of the few roller coasters that I do not scream on. You sure you don't scream on it? Because you didn't think you screamed on on California uh, screaming. Oh no, I know I scream on screaming. Yeah. Okay. Screaming on screaming. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, we have a video up with that. <laughs> Joy's screaming. I know. So what about you? Oh, my favorite attraction was kind of hard to pick. Um, I mean, I love... There's so many rides that I, I just absolutely love there. You know, I love the Haunted Mansion. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. And obviously, I love Soarin' Over California. But this might come as a surprise. My favorite attraction is Splash Mountain. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Some people are probably going, what? But I love Splash Mountain. I I love the theming of the of the attraction. I love the you know fact that it's a log flume ride. It's just everything about that attraction from start, you know, I mean I, when I mean when I say start, I mean from the beginning of the queue all the way through the end of the ride when you're getting off of it. Everything about it I just love. I love the fact that, you know, when it's really, really hot outside, you can ride that ride and cool off and enjoy yourself. Remember, uh, I think it was a January when we went and it rained the entire visit. Mm-hmm. We rode Splash Mountain so many times. And, and the funny thing is, because it was raining, people kind of vacated the park. There wasn't a lot of people in the park. Well, granted, it was kind of chilly. It, <laughs> and was, it was cold. Raining. Yeah, cold and raining. But I'm thinking, okay, let's take advantage of the fact that it's wet. Let's ride a water ride. We rode that thing, and I'm not exaggerating at all. We rode that thing five or six times back to back, and it didn't take us that long. No, and I think there was one or two times where there there wasn't anyone in line, and they didn't even make us get off. They just let us stay on. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and my favorite place to sit is in the very, very front. And, you know... I, I, I'm kind of polite, sort of, <laughs> sometimes, and I'll let Joyce pick if she wants to sit in the very front, but most of the time she doesn't, and I figured out why, which I'll share in a moment, but I love sitting in the very front seat because, number one, it's got a little bit more room, and number two, it gives you kind of a, a perspective, you know, a, a point of view if you will, of of the the ride that you don't get when you're you know being blocked by somebody else. 
And also, when you're going up that final climb, and then you kind of crest, and then you come down, it's just so exhilarating. I just absolutely love it. Now, the reason I think uh, Joyce lets me sit in the front so many times is because, you know, if you've seen pictures of us and seen pictures of me, you know that I'm big. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I, I cast a very large shadow. You know, I'm a big guy. So she likes to hide behind me so she doesn't get wet. <laughs> Seriously. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but one time, I remember one time when we hit... We came down. I think that the water, the water in the ride was a little higher than normal, and it just came pouring over the sides. So from the waist down, you were soaked. I was soaked. Yeah. I just I love Splash Mountain. I love Splash Mountain. I love the music. I love the theming. Like I said, the story. It's just such an adorable ride. And then they have, you know, like, and Disney does this a lot, where they'll they'll take an extinct attraction and they'll repurpose them. Yeah. Um, so they have the America Sings um, mm-hmm. stuff. What yeah. do you call it? Uh, excuse me. I'm, I was just <laughs> drinking some more coconut water. The animatronics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Okay. That's another cool thing too, is that in that area where the America Sings animatronics are, the Disneyland railroad also passes over there and you can see the train, you can see the train tracks. And you can also see that area from the train. So yeah, yeah. and everybody always waves because <laughs> yeah. then you're, you know, you've gotten through yeah. the the big the big splashdown, fifty foot drop or whatever it is. Yeah, fifty foot drop. So the and I, I mean, I will admit this: the very first time I rode it, I was scared to death. <laughs> um, but then, like, once you you get on it, it's like, oh, this isn't bad mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, you drop. Yeah. But there's a couple it, of drops. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not scary. No. Um, but what I like is, you know, like Al said, when you crest, if you don't look down to see where you're going to go, but if you look out, you can see the haunted mansion. Oh yeah, you're actually you looking, see... aren't you? Right now, you're actually looking because I can hear you getting away from the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> yeah. So, Are like, you seeing the stuff in your mind's eye? Is that it? Yes. Yeah. You can see the rivers of America. Yeah. And yes, I am talking with my hands and I'm pointing over to the right where the rivers of America really, yeah. really is. We'll come back to the microphone. We want to hear you. Yeah. So anyways, um, you know, you can just see New you Orleans see, Square. Yeah. And, and then if you look to the left, you can see Critter Country. And, mm-hmm. and so, you can even see Space Mountain. I've mm-hmm. pointed that out to you, remember? Yes. Yeah, it's it's an adorable ride. Okay, so favorite place to grab a quick bite? Well, this is a fairly new um, area, Mary Poppins theme, Mary Poppins theme, the um, Jolly Holly Bakery and Cafe. Jolly Holiday. That's what I said. You said Jolly Holly. Oh. Well. Jolly Holly is, is a girl <laughs> named Holly that you used to work with who's happy all the time, right? <laughs> Yes, Jolly Holiday. Yeah. Let's say, why though? Um, it just, you know, going back to what we say a lot, it just reminds me of, you know, like the little white bistro tables. They're kind of old fashioned. And and if you really sit there and you sit right at the edge of, um, it's over by the, the hub sort of. Um, and if you just sit there and you're really in the moment 
you could almost picture that that's what it would have looked like and, you know, seeing Walt walk down the street. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of takes you back to an earlier time of Disneyland, especially when you go there early in the morning. Oh, yeah. And there's very few people in the park. I think our good friend Mr. Daps would probably agree with you. So what's yours? Mine is the um, the tropical imports over by the Indiana Jones ride. You know that you know what I'm talking about. The pickles it, and the fruits. Yes, the and, open air. It's kind of mm-hmm. like an open air stand because you you can get a lot of fun little snacks there. You know they've got the uh, the fruit roll ups. They've got all kinds of fruit. I mean fresh fruit there, drinks and stuff like that. But my favorite thing to get from there is like Joyce said, the dill pickles. There is something about those dill pickles that they're kept cold. And you know they're sealed, of course, in, in their own little bags and with the juice and everything. But they're they're big, giant dill pickles, and they're very, very crisp and very tasty. And for some reason, after a ride, those actually settle my stomach a little bit, even better than cherry coke. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, it sounds weird, but um, they're very good. I, I love that place, and, they, and it's right there by the Indiana Jones ride too. It's by the queue, so it's actually know. by Jungle Cruise. I'm sorry, the Jungle Cruise. You're right. It's right. It's by the Jungle Cruise queue. Um, but I mean, you know, you know, over there by Indiana Jones and the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> See me backpedaling there. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's live podcasting, folks. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it, and it's. I think it's it's overlooked by a lot of people too because it's 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 close to the entrance to uh, Adventureland, and. Most people walk right past it to get to the Jungle Cruise, to, to get to Indiana Jones. So it's not usually extremely busy, but uh, yeah, that's mine. Okay. How about your favorite place to have an actual meal? Um, so my favorite place to have an actual meal is Cafe Orleans. Ah, good choice. Yes. Joys. <laughs> Why? Um, Elaborate. I like that area. I only like sitting on... Now, we've sat inside, and we've sat outside on the patio. The The food's good, but I don't like eating inside. Um, when we ate inside, it was a very, very rainy day, and I think that was the only choice we had because the patio was flooded. But if you sit on the patio and if you sit by the railing... I see a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, you know, you can... Immerse yourself in the rivers of America. Um, If you like to people watch, you can people watch while you eat. Mm -hmm. Um, They just have, I mean, their food is really good. The palm frites. Mm -hmm. And the first time we ate there, I had the Monte Cristo. And I like it, (laughs) but I don't think I've really gotten it since then because it's too sweet. It is very sweet. Um, Or as the French would say, too sweet. Oh, that's something different. Never mind. But the palm frites are really good. Um... A lot of their food is is really, really spicy, but I just, I really, really like it. They have a lot of, um, you know, the window, they changed the window up a lot. I remember the first time that we went there, it was Ratatouille. Yeah. And then they changed it to Princess and the Frog. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just like the entire, you know, the atmosphere, the the decor. It's just... Everything about it, I like. Yeah, we had, uh, I think it was the last time we went to Disneyland and celebrated our anniversary. We had our uh, anniversary uh, meal there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that was that was really cool. So what's yours? Well, 
again, it could be a very long list. Uh, but with with the new addition to Cars Land in uh, Disney California Adventure, I have to change it from what I would would have said to Flow's V8. So before Cafe. you go into Flow's V8, what would you have said? Um, probably uh, in the park. Uh, probably I would have agreed with you with uh, Cafe Orleans or, you know, Storyteller. Uh, Storyteller, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, even though I, I, I do really like those two places, Flo's V8 Cafe, I think it's Cafe, right? Flo's V8 Cafe, something like that, mm-hmm. is amazing. I mean, the, the theming, you are in cars, you are in the movie Cars, and the food is on bloody believable. I got the turkey meal, turkey dinner. And it's not what you would expect from, like, well, I mean, it's sit-down, but it's counter-style sit-down. And it's not something that you would expect from that kind of a restaurant. But the the, the, the the food was great. It was absolutely fantastic. It wasn't too expensive, you know, as sit-down restaurants at the park go. But uh, it, it's great. And the theming is, is, is spectacular. Like I said, it's all cars-themed. And where we sat was by the big giant picture window, and it overlooked um, Radiator, Radiator Springs. Springs Racers. So we could see, you know, we could see the cars zipping by. We could see the, uh, you know, Monument. Um, oh, Monument Valley. Yeah, Monument Valley. You know that all that that stuff uh, theme there, and then uh, right outside the window, there's like the main path that that leads from car. Well, it's the back path. It leads from Carsland uh, to the other parts of uh, California Adventure, but they had like a mini parade. Remember that mm-hmm. with a little purple car, and, and it was it was great. The, the food was. We haven't been able to go back since, which is kind of sad because that food <laughs> was great. Yeah, it was almost like a Thanksgiving Day dinner. Yeah, it was. It was, which was kind of good because it was you know in October when we went. So, mm-hmm. but I love Carsland. I do too. Yeah. Joyce came up with the questions this time, so if they're no good, send her an email. <laughs> yeah, and if they're really good, say, hey, Joyce, you need to do more of these. That's right. So there's five <laughs> questions, and Joyce will ask the first one. Okay. What attraction or display shouts Halloween time at Disneyland? Of course, the huge Mickey pumpkin. I love that thing. You know, the big giant pumpkin that's as you enter it's right there by um by city hall and by you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about yep. right at the head of the street a main street that that without a doubt screams halloween time what about you i said the fab five pumpkin displays above the turnstiles oh yeah that's the very first thing when we visited in october of um 2007 I started to say 2017. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the first time we visited in the future. Uh (laughs) Yes. Um, That's what I remember. And I took so many pictures of that. But that shouts Halloween time to me. It does. It does. The whole thing. The the whole thing. Disneyland just shouts Halloween time. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite photo op at the Disneyland Resort? I said having our photo taken in front of the partner statue. Mm. How about you? Yeah, well... This was a tough one because I think it depends on the time of year. For Halloween time, I think, like I said before, it's the huge Mickey pumpkin. I just, you, you have to take pictures of that. You have to, you have to get your pictures taken in front of that. Any other time of the year, ah, uh, I would have to say Main Street Station 
from the entry of Disneyland? You know, on both sides, actually. But as you walk in through the gates, the first thing you see is Main Street Station up on top of that, that you know, the berm. Mm-hmm. And especially if there's a train sitting there, that is the best and the most picturesque photo opportunity there is, I think, anyway. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm missing Disney. Me too. All right, go ahead. So this kind of ties into what you just said. <laughs> How do you keep the Disney magic alive when you can't visit the park? I cry a lot. <laughs> I do. No. Um, I, I like to watch our videos, you know. Over, over the course of all of our visits, we, we took hours upon hours upon hours of video. And I, I would have to say, this is no exaggeration, 100 plus hours, if not more, of videos. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to look at the videos. I, I like to look at all of our photos that we've taken. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of uh, video, uh, actually they're YouTube video podcasts that are out there that I like. These are people who actually live there and they go to Disney like every day and they take video and do stuff like that. And uh, and then I, I like to read just about everything that Mr. Dabbs posts because, you know, <laughs> he's Disney. So what about you? How do you keep the Disney magic alive when we can't visit? Well, I read the Disney blog. Um, I started writing a blog for Mr. Dapps, and it focuses on people that live outside of Southern California. Um, so if you haven't checked that out. That's, that's kind of a shameless plug. Yes, it? it is. Um this podcast and you know i didn't even think about our videos yeah we do have a lot of them oh listen listen siri's getting in on it (laughs) there she goes again (laughs) um and then but instead of watching the videos i look at the photos from our past visits yeah and and usually and i think joyce is the same way um my my screensaver on my computer and the wallpaper that i have on my computer and on my um my uh my booth monitor are usually pictures of Disneyland of our, from our visit. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if you could remove one attraction from the park, what would it be and why? I said the Astro Orbiter. <laughs> I didn't even think of that one. So, I think that, that the Astro Orbiter has the same concept, if you will, of Dumbo's Flying Elephant. But the ride cars aren't comfortable. Um <laughs> And I really don't think that you can get more than one adult and a small child in there. Yeah. And honestly, I find it kind of boring. Yeah. And I'm always worried about falling out of it. Even when I was in there by myself, I thought I was going to fall out. Yeah. So, how about you? Well, I I really don't know what, what I would remove. Um, I don't know that I would remove anything, really. But for the sake of the experiment... The Mad Tea Party. Now, I don't mean the Mad Tea Cops. I, I'm, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the new rave over oh. at uh, Disney California Adventure, the Mad Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like it. I, I just don't. It's the thing that replaced Electronica. I know a lot of people like it, and they must like it because it's still there, and it's been there for a while now. But I just, I don't like it. We've been, I think we've visited twice, right? Yeah. With the Mad, the Mad, I think it's called the Mad Tea Party or something like that. I Mad Hatter's so. Tea Party, something like that. It's a capital T. Yeah. Um, I just don't like it. It's it's too busy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just don't like it. And, and that's what I would remove. 
Maybe put something a little bit um, more family-oriented in there. Even though that's not what it's supposed to be. But. So anyway. That's a good idea, though. Yeah. Okay. Last question. If you could offer one piece of advice for a first-time visitor, what would it be? Enjoy. Pay attention to everything and put your electronics away. It's your first visit. Enjoy it without having your face stuck in Facebook. Your second visit, it's okay. <laughs> you know, go ahead and take your phone in there and snap your pictures and post on, you know, Instagram and Facebook. But for your very first ever visit, just do it by yourself. You know, just do it alone. Not not alone. You know what I mean? Just yeah. do it electronics free. Because there's a lot to see, there's a lot to enjoy, and there's a lot of hidden treasures. Get it? Hidden treasures? Our little <laughs> old segment. Anyway, there's a lot of things that, that you're going to miss, you know, like, like, the, uh, like the landscaping. If you have your face buried in your phone as you're going from one attraction to the next, you're going to miss all that stuff. You're going to miss the cute characters that are wandering around. And yeah, you're going to miss some of the important stuff. So save that for the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth visit. But on the first, just enjoy it. What about you, Joyce? So I said, slow down. Don't try to do everything on your first visit. Talk to friends, family, cast members, and just get pointers. And then to avoid disappointment, go there with the mindset that you cannot do everything. So pick your must-dos and just enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, don't be like me on my first visit. I ran everywhere, tried to do everything. That was fun, though. Yeah, I know it was. Joyce wrote five freestyling questions, kind of holiday-themed, and I thought they were they were better than anything I could write. <laughs> I even had to struggle with some of these because yeah. I didn't know which one. <laughs> I know, and when, when we were answering the questions, uh, now remember, the freestyling questions we write the questions, but we do not share the answers until we record them. So you're hearing, you know, actual live <laughs> reactions. So when, when she told me that, I said, well, you wrote them too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, you want to go first? I will. All right. So the first one, Jingle Jangle Jamboree or Woody's Roundup? Hmm. You know, I think I like Woody's Roundup a little bit better. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the Christmas version, but I like the summer picnic feeling of the Roundup and, you know, the awesome barbecue. Mm. Plus, it's not as busy as the Jamboree, so it feels a bit more comfortable. Um, Maybe it's just, you know, the times that we went during the summer, uh, it wasn't as crowded. But I remember when we went to the Jingle Jangle Jamboree uh, a few years ago, it was packed. I mean, there there was wall-to-wall people, and it's outside. So you tell me how you get wall-to-wall outside. It's crazy. Very <laughs> crazy, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so how about you? Jingle Jangle or Woody's Roundup? I also said Woody's Roundup, um, mainly because of the pumpkin carvers. Mm-hmm. I liked the shows, even though Billy Hill and the Hillbillies were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the decor, and... I think that Halloween time at Disneyland will always be my favorite. Yeah, I think so. I love Halloween at Disney. Okay. Do you prefer the castle with or without the lights? Well, I said it depends on the time of day. So during the daylight hours, I don't really notice a difference. I mean, yeah, there's snow on it, but, you know, I don't really notice a difference. But there's something 
so magical about walking down Main Street and seeing the castle lights come on. Mm-hmm. So, I know I didn't really answer the question, <laughs> but... Cheater. I know. So, that's the best answer I could give. Yeah. How about you? I said with. Uh, it's it's absolutely breathtaking. They do such a great job with uh, the lighting and the snow that they put all over the castle. It looks so very real. And uh, like we, you know, talked about in our news segment, um, they do the the nightly snow fall, and I just love that. And the lights are amazing. You know that I've always been a fan of Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights, and, and you know, the castle is like the quintessential <laughs> Christmas decoration lights. Yep. What do you like most about the holidays at Disneyland? I said that I like to snowfall on Main Street and Santa Claus. Now, <laughs> now, when we get to go to the park at Christmas time, we always take our our annual Christmas picture, and then we make sure that we we save a little spot to Photoshop little yeah. Katie in. Yeah. So, yeah. how about you? Um, I, as odd as this sounds, I love the feeling of small town holidays. I really do. They decorate everything so nicely at the resort. And everyone is so friendly. And on the chilly or outright cold evenings at the resort, walking around admiring all the lights and all the decorations while sipping hot cocoa is it's just, I don't know. its I love it. I mean, I always get that warm feeling. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah, warm and fuzzy feeling. <laughs> I like warm and fuzzy. I do. I like fuzzy. I will love him and squeeze him and I will call him George. Okay, next question. Which do you prefer, the Disneyland Railroad or the monorail? Do you really, really have to ask me that? The railroad. It's a no-brainer. I like the monorail for transportation, and it is fun, and I do recommend that everybody ride the monorail at least once. But I absolutely love the Disneyland Railroad. I have since the first time I ever went to Disneyland in 2007. The entire attraction is awesome. Everything, the experience from first stepping on the train all the way around the Grand Circle Tour and back to Main Street Station. I just love it. Plus, I can really feel a direct connection to Walt Disney on that attraction because it was his favorite thing. Yep. What about you? I also said the Disneyland Railroad. I like... Like you, I like everything about it. Just, I could take the Grand Circle Tour more than once. I mean, I could just sit there. I love the Tinder Ride. I love the Lily Bell. Um, Just, and then the the Sunday Sweeper that we used to do with Dabs. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You want to explain to everybody what the Sweeper is? Yeah. So... About once a month on Sundays, and I'm not really sure if they do it anymore. You have to contact our friend Mr. Daps at yeah. mrdaps.com to find out. But Mr. Daps has organized um, the Sunday Sweeper. So he hasn't organized the Sunday Sweeper, but he he does this, and then whoever wants to join him. So what they do is, as the train goes around and sweeps up, if you will, all the the people that are you know, still in the park. Um, now, this is at closing time. Yes, so um oops I just dropped my water bottle. So everybody meets that wants to do it meets at um Main Street station about 15 minutes before the last train departs and then you just go around um 
the train and you pick everybody up and everybody sits, you know, um, everybody that goes mm-hmm. with DAPS sits in the same car and you just chat and have a good old time. Yeah. Um, but the reason that this is one of my favorite memories is because one year Al and I went for our anniversary mm-hmm. and um, Al and I are huge fans of the Amazing Race. So they... Should I tell this story later? No, that's fine. They they organized a, a fun thing. Yeah. So um. So a bunch of people that were there, um, they told us that they got stuck on Small World, <laughs> and that they would just meet us um, at Coke Corner at the end because they couldn't get on the train because the train stops, but they kept missing missing it. So what we found out later was, um, a bunch of them both on the train. And on foot had smartphones and they were tracking one another so um so they would send text messages and say oh we missed it we just barely missed it here here and then we see them down like at toontown and they're waving at us and they just barely miss it again <laughs> so when we get back to coat corner they're all dressed as teams for amazing race yeah. and they had like a anniversary celebration with cupcakes and all this yeah, other stuff. But so it was nice. It they was made fun. us little buttons and everything. It was yep. great. That was so great. What's the first must-do attraction when you get to the park? Now, we're talking about like the your very first foray into the park on your very first visit, you know, after it's been a while. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. So when you get to the resort for the first time, not first visit, but for you, you know, let's get on with it. <laughs> Soaring <laughs> over California. It's a tradition. That yes. was the very first that was the very first attraction that we rode on my very first visit in 2007. Yeah, and I said if we visit if we visit Disney California Adventure first Soren is the first ride that we ride, but if we go to Disneyland first, Space Mountain. Given the recent health issue, you know, with the measles, if you knew in advance that there was some sort of health issue that relates to Disneyland, would you still go? Yes. I would go. Why? <laughs> because I'm vaccinated, <laughs> but I wouldn't take anyone who wasn't properly vaccinated, like Baby Joel. Yeah, but what? Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So you would go? Yeah, I would go. I said yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Unless, of course, there's a you know zombie outbreak, and even then, I'd have to seriously consider going still, because <laughs> you know there are a lot of places to hole up inside Disney. So next question, if money was no object, which of the three Disneyland Resort hotels would you stay at? Disneyland, the Signature Suite, Paradise Pier, the Top Floor Signature Suite, or Grand California Hotel and Spa Signature Suite Mm. Club level? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I love the Disneyland Hotel. Now, of course, we've never been in any of these Signature Suites, (laughs) but uh, uh, like at at Disneyland, since they did all that... uh, uh, the upgrade and refurbishment, that's an easy word for me to say. You know, they have the Adventureland suite, the Th- Big Thunder, Blue Sky, and stuff like that. And they have some really neat things. So each of these signature rooms at the Disneyland Hotel are are themed. Like, I think there's a Pirates one, isn't there? I think so. Yeah. But uh, given all of that, um, I I would have to say the signature suite at the Grand Californian. Um, I've loved the Grand Californian since our very first visit. That was the first hotel we stayed at. Uh, I, I, I think that the other hotels are really nice, but the Grand Californian has a 
I don't know, a certain feeling to it. It, um, it's homey, you know? And we have stayed, we have, we were bumped up to one of the top floors at uh, the Paradise Pier. Remember that? Yes. It was January and it was raining and cold. Uh, it was a beautiful suite. There was two rooms to the suite, but I would still have to say the Grand Californian. Um, and th- that's the, uh, they have like concierge service up there, right? I think so. Okay. What about you? Which which would you, if no, if money was no object? Well, my initial <laughs> answer was one of the signature suites, such as Adventureland at Disney California. I mean, at Disneyland Hotel. Yeah. But then I got to thinking... Yeah, that would be nice and all, but you wouldn't really be immersed in everything because you don't have a view of the park. Good point. So then I changed my answer to the Grand Californian. Oh, you copycat. I know. But like at the Grand Californian, from what I've heard, um, they have a deck where you can watch um, the fireworks and World of Color and, Mm -hmm. again, you know, the concierge and um, just... Living like royalty. <laughs> yeah, and you would be living like royalty because keep in mind that these these are the the suites that they don't put the price on the website, so they're well above fifteen hundred dollars a night. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. What's next? Um, what do you miss most about Disneyland when you're away from it for any length of time? I just said that you know the magic and. When we go to Disneyland, I feel like I'm disconnected from the outside world. And that's what I miss most. Just mm-hmm. forgetting about everything, even if it's just for a day or two. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I said everything. <laughs> but mostly the feeling that I get when we're there. It's it, like kind of like you said, that, that carefree, um, disconnected way where... And, and this is actually true. I mean, this has actually happened. Um, on some of the visits, you know, I mean, sometimes personal life can get kind of complicated and, you know, over the years, Joyce and I have had our share of, uh, you know, unpleasant trees, you know, family members passing away, but walking through the gate and, and being immersed inside that berm that Walt Disney created, it's just, it's, it's another world. So you do forget about the, the woes and the worries of your life for just a little bit. And uh, in the way the cast members treat you and because of that carefree feeling that you get, the way the other people, you know, in general, treat you and, and they're nice. It's just, it's a great feeling that, you, you know, you wish you could bottle and, and take home with you. And now for our final question, what's your favorite nighttime show? So examples, Fantasmic, World of Color, Fireworks. I said Fantasmic. Fantasmic. Now, I love World of Color, and I definitely love the fireworks shows, but Fantasmic just has that great, you know, show feeling to me. And it's also another reminder of our very first visit. I remember how you set that all up. Remember? Yep. We had the um, the uh, the riverside viewing with the, the, the little dessert thing and uh, hot chocolate. It was roped off, and we got to feel like celebrities. <laughs> That was even before the podcast. We we started doing the podcast, but yeah, um, I have to. I, I like Fantasmic. I just everything about it. I love the music. I love the everything, and I, and I I understand that they changed it a little bit. Did you hear anything about that? No. Well, if you guys if you guys have heard anything about that, let us know. Okay, Joyce, what about you? What's well, your is, favorite nighttime show? 
This was a tough one for me because um, I like all the nighttime shows for different reasons. <laughs> but for me, I think World of Color is probably my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, it's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they always add new things. So if they have a new um, you know, Disney movie or something, it's always added to, to the show. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get old and you get to kind of see... That's a good point. Yeah, and I love the music, and yeah. I love the um, the World of Color logos. It just reminds me of when I was a little kid, and I used to watch um, Walt Disney's World of Color on Sunday nights. Walt Disney presents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember and, that. But then I also like the um, the pre-show on Mickey's Fun Wheel. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, just everything about it is my favorite. Yeah. Well, like I shared in our host chat, our good friend Pirate Wesley, and let me do that right, Pirate Wesley, uh, better known as Sean, took a stab at these freestyling questions and recorded his answers. And Sean also gathered his entire family together, and they all compared answers. And even though they didn't agree on everything, here's what they came up with. Hope you enjoy. Hello, fellow Disney fans. This is Sean Barnett in Goodyear, Arizona. If I could have an unlimited fast pass option for just three attractions at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure, I had to spend some time thinking about this one. Uh, unlimited fast passes, uh, I would go for the Tower of Terror and DCA. Uh, I'd be tempted to go for Radiator Springs, but I just really love the theming and the detail in the Tower of Terror. So I would go for that for DCA. Um, in Disneyland, it would probably just be the the fast ones that have the long waits, uh, Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain's a favorite of the kids, and we'll go on that repeatedly. The Haunted Mansion, I thought about, but it's worth waiting for, and I don't ride that over and over as much. Um, so what I'd really like to have, though, is a Peter Pan Fast Pass. If I had the option to ride on the tender seat on the Disneyland Railroad or shoot hoops inside the Matterhorn, this one's uh, tough to choose also. Uh, the only thing about the Matterhorn is so few people get to see the basketball hoop inside of it. Uh, so that's really tempting. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't appeal to me personally. Um, but I would go for the ride and the tender seat uh, of the real steam train and spend some quality time with the engineer. Uh, I love the train ride anyway. I go on it every time regardless. I usually like to even start off on the train and just circle the park and see all the sights and just get excited for the day. Um, but to spend time you know, behind the engineer and, and maybe hear some stories or uh, some of their um, history, uh, knowledge of the park, that would be fun for me. Club 33 or Lounge 1901? Uh, Club 33, definitely. This was the easiest question of all of them for me. Uh, it's the, it's in the original park. It has a lot of history behind it. Um, most people have at least heard of it, so your bragging rights would go much farther. Spending the night at Disneyland, what would I rather do? Stay at Walt's apartment or the Dream Suite above Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, let me start by saying, hi, Mom. On this one, Mom said Walt's apartment, but not me. I, on the other hand, would feel like Walt's apartment is is Walt's. It has the lamp that's always on in his honor and memory. And I don't feel it's a place I could relax and just enjoy. Uh, really. The Dream Suite above my favorite ride, that's where I'd stay if I could. If I won an all-expenses-paid Disneyland vacation, and I had to choose between the 4th of July 
at the Grand Californian or New Year's at the Disneyland Hotel. It's hard to choose. Uh, I've always wanted to stay at the Disneyland Hotel and ride the monorail into Disneyland, but the Grand Californian uh, is known to be really nice, and it's right at DCA. Uh, the deciding factor for me would be the holidays. I'm not a big party guy. Um, and the 4th of July is a patriotic holiday, so I would definitely, uh, personally for me, I would go for the 4th of July at the Grand Californian. Thank you, Alan Joyce, uh, for sending these questions to me this morning. It was really fun going over these with some of the family and finding out that nobody agreed with me on these. <laughs> uh, and Al, thanks for the train ride, and I look forward to seeing both of you and me at the Phoenix Comic Con. So thanks for the all the work you do and putting out the podcast and representing the Arizona fans, and uh, I'll see you soon. And Looking forward to the next episode. What is your favorite item on display at the Disneyland Resort and why? Now, when you say favorite item, what do you mean? So like um, maybe the, the, the bench in the opera house. Oh, okay. So not, not necessarily just any random um, decoration, something that has meaning. Well, I mean, I guess it's your interpretation to me. I think it's something that, um, that touches you. Oh, okay. All right. Well, for me, it would have to be the candle in Walt's apartment. Yeah, because of what it represents. I mean, it represents Walt Disney. Now, in case anyone doesn't know the story, and of course I'm paraphrasing the story and kind of putting it in my own words, whenever Walt Disney would come to the park, you know, while they were building it and, you know, after it opened, whenever he would come, he would stay at the apartment above the firehouse. And they knew that he was there because there was a little light by the front window there, by the window uh, overlooking uh, town square, he would turn the light on. So that's how they knew that the boss was in the park. Well, after Walt Disney passed away, they leave that light on in honor of him. And really quick, one thing that I caught when, I don't know if you guys remember the movie Tron Legacy, you know, a big movie follow-up to Tron a few years ago. <laughs> I love that movie. But anyway, there's a scene in that movie where I think it's Cora is telling Sam um, about the beacon. There's this uh, big light that that shines and it's off in the distance and uh, it shines from the ground level all the way up to the, you know, to the top of the of the um, the grid where they're at. And um she was telling him, and again, I'm paraphrasing, how important that light meant to them. And Sam asked why. And she said that while when uh, Flynn was still building the, the Matrix and when he would come to visit them, that light would go on. And that's because that's how he got in and out of the, uh, not Matrix, but the, the grid. That's how he got in and out of the grid. So whenever they saw that beacon, that light, they knew he was there. And I, I don't think I've ever found this confirmed anywhere. But I think that is a direct tip of the hat to Walt Disney in the light in his apartment. Yeah, so I think so too. That's long story short. <laughs> that's my favorite item, and I, I I love seeing the candle in Walt's apartment, be, or you know, the light in Walt's apartment because it makes me feel like he's watching. Aww. So, what about you? What's your favorite item on display? Well, this one was kind of tough for me. Um, so. 
I said the antique peanut cart. Oh, from the um in the opera house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and or the bench from Griffith Park Carousel. Now also the, in the opera house. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I I said both of these is because the bench is where you know Walt sat, fed peanuts to the squirrels, um, while he was thinking of Disneyland, you know, creating Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing that um, that I heard like a long time ago was the bench um, belonged to Tony Baxter. And there were a lot of other memorabilia that um, like the Disneyland tickets and things like that, that belonged to Tony Baxter and he donated them. But I think that now that he's retired, that that bench may have gone with him. Um, so we haven't been to Disneyland. It'll be two years in October. Yeah. Um, so I would be really, really sad if that bench is gone. I really don't. I can't see Tony Baxter t- taking the bench with him. I mean, he loved Disney so much. He loves Disney so much. He loves Disneyland so much. I can't imagine that, that he would remove such an iconic piece of memorabilia. I know. We need to go to Disneyland and find out. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that thought never occurred to me. <laughs> Yes. I want to go to Disneyland. Anyway. Okay, so what is your favorite souvenir to purchase? My favorite souvenir is coffee cup. <laughs> um, now, when we go to the park, we have a tradition. We buy a mug for one another. So, like, I would pick, up, pick out Al's and he would pick out mine. But then we also, we really buy lots of coffee mugs when we go. <laughs> Um, but sometimes, you know, like if there's a new attraction or, Mm -hmm. you know, something, we'll just buy the coffee cup that, that helps us remember, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, I remember we were there for the opening season or something Mm -hmm. like that. So that is my must have souvenir. How about you? It's kind of funny that you said that because that's what I have on my notes too. Coffee mugs. I was <laughs> gonna say I was gonna say trading pins because that that's definitely a must have for me whenever we go is is to buy pins. But if we had to choose between, you know, trading pins or coffee mugs, it would be the coffee mugs, and that's pretty much it. I mean, that was a tradition that we started with our. You know what? That's we didn't start it with our very first visit. To, oh no, we did. We yes, did. Yes, we did. Yeah, with our very very first visit in September of two thousand seven, and that mug that my first mug that I bought there remains my very favorite, and it's the haunted mansion mug. It's it's a big mug too, and it's got you know it's got Mickey and and um, the uh, the ghosts the the hitchhiking ghosts on it and. I, I use it all the time. In fact, it's on my, my editing station right now. It's where I use to drink my throat tea and all. I just drink everything. I love that mug. And that's a tradition that that um, I, I love because, like Joy said, we will pick. I'll pick a mug for her. She'll pick a mug for me. And then if we see, you know, random mugs that we really like, and then, then we pick those up. There's been visits when, when we've come home with <laughs> how many mugs? Like three mugs a piece. Yes. Uh, but I love I love the Disney coffee mugs. In fact, our, our coffee mug cabinet is pretty much nothing but Disney mugs now. Yeah. And our friend Kenny, um, we went to Disneyland with him two, three years ago yes, on our that. anniversary. And he kind of um, 
jumped on that tradition. Yeah. Um, for our anniversary, he bought us the new Star Wars when Star yeah, Tours the, opened. Um, the Yo- their Yoda mugs, mm-hmm. uh, and I I use that a lot too because I love I love that because it, it you know it it kind of merges two of my favorite things uh, Disneyland and um, and Star Wars together. So uh, and and I know if we've thank you thanked you a lot, Kenny, but thanks again for those mugs because. They're fun. <laughs> yeah, and we'd love to hear what your yeah. souvenir, favorite souvenir is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's episode 108 wrapped up in a lost compiling freestyling Disney style travel guide. Hey, if you have any interesting Disney stories, we want to hear about them. You can send those to us at talespodcast.cox.net. And have you checked out our sponsor, Randy Crane, from Mouseier Vacations? You really should, especially if you're thinking about taking a vacation. Now, Randy's a great guy and loves Disney as much as we do. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of going to Disney and need an honest travel agent, Randy can get you the best deals on just about any vacation. So find Randy over at www.randyc-mouseearvacations.com. And you can also read about him on our sponsor page. And don't forget to check out... Oh, man. Please, just go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. You can find that at youtube.com slash talespodcast. We post all kinds of fun videos there. And you're not going to want to miss out. You know why? Why? Because you won't be part of the cool kids group. (laughs) You can hear our show on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to all your favorite shows directly from your smart devices, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? What? Why not? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com or in your app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You can also catch the latest episodes of our favorite shows on Stitcher. Podcasts like Stories of the Magic. Take him with you inside the voiceover studio, voiceover journey, and many more. And be sure to follow us on Twitter for any cool updates or announcements. You can find us at Tales Podcast. And did you know that we have a Facebook page? We do. We sure do. Just go over to Facebook and search for Tales from the Mouse House podcast. And be sure to like us while you're there, please. And if you'd like to submit a review of a Disney movie or maybe an attraction or restaurant or answer the freestyling questions, we want to hear them. And please, how about hopping over to boing, iTunes and boing, leave some boing, feedback boing, and ratings boing, for the show. Look, we, really, boing, boing, boing. <laughs> we really need your positive feedback and ratings. Five stars would help push the show up in the ratings. So if you like the podcast, why not tell everyone so they can like it too? That would help the show be found easier. As always, if you'd like to send us a comment or just say, Hiya, pal. You can send us an email to talespodcast at cox.net. Leave us voicemail on the hotline at 304-TALES23. Send us a tweet or message on Facebook, or just think happy thoughts our way. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Storyteller Audio Productions. All Disneyland music and related materials remain the property and copyright of the Disney Company. Thanks for tuning in and welcoming us into your homes. And remember, make make it it a Mickey Mickey Day. Day. Uh